everybody. Welcome back to Pack Your Mics. We are a Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. I'm Alex here with Megan in our Portland studios. Hello. And we continue our bi-coastal tradition uh, in our Brooklyn studios. Just Chris alone, but Chris, who will be playing for two today. Hey, everybody. And in Los Angeles, we got two people playing for three. I don't know. Anyway, new Sarah and Kyle are back in LA. Hey, guys. Hey guys, back at you. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, As and Sarah are still on baby vacation, but they will be back soon. We're hoping to get them here for part of the finale. Um, Oh my gosh. It's like they were in Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Last Chance Baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They they went through the whole thing. They beat a lot of other babies, and now they get to be in the finals. (laughs) Is that how that works? Apparently Tom's saying there's a lot of better podcasting about babies going on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in Last Chance Baby. Yeah, they're they're doing much better work now that they're out of the main competition. Man, what a man! Tom has been having a time, huh? Well, yeah, we have so much Tom to talk. Tom is living about. his truth this season. Yeah, he really is. So this, we're talking about uh, season fifteen, episode ten, uh, the last episode before the finale begins of Top Chef Colorado, where that we are going all the way to Telluride next week. But first. We have so much to talk about. Okay, so first, for our quick fire today, we're at the Stanley mm-hmm. Hotel, the hotel that inspired The Shining. Mm-hmm. Spooky. It's <laughs> so spooky. The it, Shining Hotel, we will call it for the rest of the episode. We can do that, but you should also make sure you don't confuse the one that he thought of the movie or the book while he was in. Not don't confuse that with the Timberline Lodge in Oregon, which was the exterior shots of The Shining, or the Awani Hotel in Yosemite, which was used as the layout of the hotel in the movie, or EMI Studios in Borehamwood, Her- Hertfordshire, which is where it was actually shot. So there's a lot of places claiming to be the Shining Hotel. Alex, no worries. I will not get confused. Neither will our audience. <laughs> That's fair. Nobody. Uh, yep. no, probably nobody will confuse. Well, I just, as a, as a Portlander, I guess I'm partial to the Timberline as the real Shining Hotel. Uh, it is the one because it's the outdoor exterior shots. And they have a cool uh, horror movie film festival there now. Also, oh, that's fun. Really, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun place. How are the ghosts? Are there a lot of ghosts there? Because supposedly there are a lot of ghosts at the Stanley. I am going to go out on a limb and say there are the exact same number of ghosts <laughs> as wow. the uh, Stanley Hotel. How many guest judges are there at the Timberline Lodge? <laughs> it depends on how you edit. So, since oh. Stephen King had a nightmare <laughs> that inspired this book, the chefs are told to make a dish of their worst nightmares, but to the end of the realism... The chefs are going to be serving, to my greatest nightmare, disgraced uh, pastry chef Johnny Izuni, not pictured. So, oh, oh my God! I didn't know that at all. What? I was wondering why it was such a tight close-up of Padma. I thought it was just because she looked so good. (laughs) So, isn't that uh, great that she looks so good that that's always a convenient excuse? And they're yeah. making two plates. I assumed that they were making a plate for her and a plate for the, for the ghosts. ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also have to you keep know, one. So in... the ghosts don't get mad. They also the have to make an Stephen extra King. plate in case Elron shows up and wants to eat. Yeah. It's, there's a whole system. So uh, our we didn't know this either, but our alert listeners were helpful uh, in pointing it out to us. Sean emailed us first just asking if we could get to the bottom of it. Um, uh, Sean just said, who got cut from this episode? They prepped three plates, but only brought two, and brought two to the room, and then only Padma ate, which I guess could also mean Padma oh was gosh. just hungry, now that there's fewer yeah, chefs. but there's always one for the cameras, right? Um, the camera stuff? 
Well, that's the third yeah, play. That's, but then you, they usually just make two yeah. if they have to do that. And then he, you know? Sean also pointed out that there were a lot of those close-ups, as you guys mentioned, and also a lot of Robot Padma from the future audio. Sure. Um, yeah. But thanks to the sleuth yeah, thing. I thought she was just cussing. Yeah, you're right. So, but it turns out the, uh, the sleuth thing of at Mystery White Girl uh, on Twitter, who sent us an email and said, I went digging and found this thread on a random forum, uh, which is from previously.tv, which I had not uh, checked out before, mm. but um, the missing judge must be Johnny Azuzi, pastry chef, and also a creep, it turns out. I don't know if you guys saw when he... Because they mm. canceled the yes. Great American Baking Show because of him. Yeah, and they'd already like aired two they... episodes. And, and yeah, stuff. after they shot it. So n- yeah. those people are all just gone Sucks from for TV. for their contestants. Yeah. They said they would... Um announce at a later date who had won it oh. and i haven't looked up yet to see oh, if they've no. released who's won it but i'm like god how unfair because it like yeah because it ends up just punishing all the people on the show yeah. kind of in a i know yeah. they weren't intending to i think it's well, like the right move just to be like nope not dealing with them well but. i also appreciate that abc abc knows that we only want to know who won the great american bake that's what it really is about them <laughs> we really yeah. just care about the winner of that show i mean yeah. i think they should yeah, that have one done is the... about the prize mm-hmm. yeah yeah they should have done what the Magic Elves have been able to do and just edited him out of the <laughs> whole entire, rest of the season. The main season judge of the Great yeah. American Baking Show. They should just blur him out. A, it, mostly, it's just Mary Berry talking about ghosts over a shaky camera. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would be weird. Well, so uh, yeah, so that does explain why I was so uncomfortable this whole challenge and. Well, there was uh, that weird part where Padma was talking about how she believes in spirits. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, why are you talking about this? And it I've was watched... probably her conversation with Johnny exactly. or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because I've watched a lot of Top Chef and never seen a small audio documentary of Padma <laughs> talking about things she believes. Um, yeah. But it was her belief in spirits. And <laughs> it was just over like a shaky camera walking around to the hotel. It was the weirdest creative decision I've seen on the show. And you must be right. She must have been have. She must have been like that forced conversation where Johnny's like, "So Padma, do you believe in ghosts?" And they just took her answer without him. I'm just so. I Im- liked it. Yeah, I, I. Well, I'm so impressed by our listeners for noticing this. Yeah, good I, job, guys. Yeah, Joan yeah. also wrote in to note and notice the two plates, which I totally didn't notice because I, I was so distracted. Yeah. By how weird the whole thing was. <laughs> So busy like, just being generic. I just thought it was spooky. <laughs> I genuinely thought it was a plate for the ghosts. <laughs> so good. I mean, that's a better answer. I, I mean, I love that. I love, and this is hugely to the elves' credit because uh, the same thing with the John Besh uh, elimination is we it it was a little weird, but we we didn't. It wasn't like oh, there's a missing chef. It wasn't like there's just a blur over his face. Uh, it was like they actually like did a. Like especially with the ghost and the creepiness, they made it like they made it kind of work. So yep. good for them. Also, ten episodes and two of them they had to remove a person from. So strong. The editors had to work yeah. overtime this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, you know what? But good on them. They made the effort and yeah. they figured out a way to do it so we could still watch the show. Also, and they were also very open about it, even though I at both times completely forgot it was happening. I, they talked more about the Besh one. This one, uh, assuming this is true, because I have like the John Besh one, there was a lot of photos of his elbows. But this one, it's like it seems like the Internet agrees on it. But I've seen there's, there were no good shots of him. He was but he was announced sense, as a otherwise... guest judge in October. Oh, is what the thread said. Oh. Yeah. So. So that I, and I can't imagine they would make a point of doing dessert otherwise. Right, because like it was would, a dessert. You're right. It would just be like a, a regular old savory challenge. I feel like with a spooky totally. bag. If it was 
anyone but a pastry chef. Oh, they always have a guest judge, yeah, right? Sure. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah, even when Padma it's never just Padma by herself. Even yeah. when Padma shows up in your room, she brought a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also, uh, I mean, I always just hated Johnny anyway. I don't know. He always creeped me out when he yeah. was on TV to begin with, and so the fact that he got edited out of this feels like a just a huge win for us, the viewing public. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was, I did like that she also said like, this is, since it was the worst nightmare episode, make your worst nightmare, which is cooking dessert on Top Chef. Mm -hmm. Um, but then they, (laughs) they doubled that down to make it also want to be a spooky plate. Uh, Butterfunk won for his marzipan hiker who fell into a chocolate cake and his prize was nothing. (laughs) Yeah, uh, deservedly so. That was only okay. Right? I thought it was cute. I mean, I do like. I guess that's my question, Chris. We'll start with you. Is like, how do you feel about this challenge and the way they did versus maybe previous creepy challenges like the one for uh, Melissa season four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or was we, it season four or seven? I forget. Um, I think they've done a, the, multiple creepy ones, but what, the, the one that was um, for, for Charlize Theron, Charlize Theron yeah. was yeah. like the one of the most fun challenges in the history of the show. Well, what's really interesting is we actually had Allison write into us uh, last week before this episode aired and said that she was really ready for a creative challenge like the evil queen uh, challenge it's sort of like today when uh at brunch where we just we had to complain that our food is taking a long time and then it immediately showed up you just got to mention in the universe that you've been waiting a while Mm -hmm. and for a cool challenge and then a cool challenge will show up so yeah it worked i mean i think that's the secret yeah it's that we we secreted brunch and a creepy dessert challenge also, the perfect. It's pronounced secreting. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, I did like the, the, the inclusion of black salt on his uh, creepy dish. Yeah. Anyway, Chris, how, did, how do you think no. they compared? Chris did well, but we didn't see a lot of the, you know, and I know they only have, it was a quick fire, so it wasn't an elimination challenge. True, true, Maybe true. it's unfair of me That's to, a good point. to judge them accordingly, but it just seemed like the quality of the desserts was not good. Mm-hmm. Like, Chris's seemed like the most like he created sort of a tableau but making a marzipan stick figure just like it looked like a kid's science fair project you know mm. yeah although it was better than carrie's uh two small dish two small discs of panna cotta sure that was <laughs> that was pretty sad real bad uh real, real bad. impossibly firm panna yeah cotta. yeah exactly <laughs> inedible dough what so what's so funny is go ahead. they announced they were making dessert and i was like everyone's gonna make panna cotta yeah, yeah. and then they did it's like yeah. the, it's, it's the, is it because it's cooking they feel more comfy with i think it? that's what it is yeah. it's the one dish that one of the desserts they've all had to learn at some point um yeah. well, what did you how about ellie what did you guys think about the creativity side of it not just the food side of it so we had the guy who fell into some dirt um, we had um, oh Adrian's was, <laughs> he was like pushed off a cliff right. while being chased by monsters. That's true. That's true. And Adrian's was like I'm in the woods, but everything's bleeding. Um, Joe's was chicken egg with blood in it. Bruce's was uh, as a kid I was afraid of seeds, so here are some berries. No, that was Worst fake excuse ever. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't even spin it into something like the watermelon seed thing that kids tell each other to scare each other when they're Oh, where the watermelon grows in your stomach. I was like, are you going to pivot? And then he didn't. He just said he was afraid of seeds. (laughs) (laughs) I like that part. I've always wanted somebody when they're like, tell the story with your food to just make something up out of whole cloth and still do well. And Bruce (laughs) only did the first half of that. I've always been afraid of Burr Blanc. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
My greatest nightmare is a perfect piece of cake that I know how to make. <laughs> anyway, Ellie, what did you guys think of the creativity? Uh, I I actually really enjoyed watching this. I thought Adrian's looked really cool, actually, mm-hmm. and I, I liked seeing some of the techniques she did. What did you think, Kyle? Uh, I actually liked Joe mustaches too. My favorite was like when Padma had like the first bite and was eating it, and then he said, "It's like a, if an egg has a fetus in it," and her face just like went dark. <laughs> oh, her face fell so hard. She's like, "No, no, 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 no." That's the point. Was to gross the gross them out, right? And I, I I like taking it that way. I mean, that that genuinely does freak me out. Yeah. And I like the idea oh, of yeah. like a chef's nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a good one. That was a very good creative nightmare. I, I did, with the exception of, um, I'm already forgetting his name, you know, Seeds. Oh, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. 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 Seeds. Uncle Bruce. Brucey. I thought they were all like good, interesting, involved stories and i actually like that none of them went back to the shining except poor carrie yeah carrie went to the shining but then didn't show up so it doesn't matter it was the ghosts the ghosts did not want their story told that way uh yeah the ghosts had a strong opinion about how this is actually about alcoholism and not about monsters Mm. Mm -hmm. um yeah i actually like joe's plate looks kind of great on the picture of it um going back to it but i thought that story was a little weird um because it was like so like I think I mean yeah I About guess a chicken fetus yeah a chicken fetus is that like, happens though it, sure yeah and it would be gross and um but just like I feel like worst nightmare that has to be low um and and also I just feel like his dish was like well the yolk is on the outside there's a cocoa crumble um the meringue is underneath it and then the I just, it didn't seem like he actually tried to make an egg in any way like if he had made a meringue egg and then filled it with a bloody uh, custard, like a blood-colored cut, not bloody custard, but like a red cut or something. Like if he'd done something really creative with that, where it just looked like a normal egg and then it got gross, totally could do it. But just like as a splatter of egg with some blood. Just I'm, Also, I just feel like everyone should not make raspberry sauce. It just feels like <laughs> creepy plate 101 raspberry sauce. You are top. Like I feel like Tom should have yelled at them for their lack of creativity in yeah. a raspberry sauce. But he wasn't there. He wasn't Do you there. Think the raspberry sauce was supplied by the fine folks at Craftsy. <laughs> Our friends at Craftsy. Our friends at Craftsy. Yeah. Did, oh, that's Craft- what it was. I got confused. Was Craftsy the ones who designed the restaurant or are these different people? Yep. It's the same one. Okay. But then they also sell stuff online? Apparently. It was, we yeah. don't know. <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> it ad. Is, it is very unclear, but. Whatever happens, Craftsy did give the winner $5,000 to spend at their store, which... Oh, yeah. Oh, that was good. I forgot about that. I said his prize was nothing, but he got $5,000 in Craftsy credit, which he said his daughter would love, and then they seemed like they were not super excited about that. Okay. Uh, Craftsy is an online platform based in Denver, Colorado. Cool. That delivers crafts, uh, education, craft education from quilting and knitting to cake decorating and paper craft via high-definition interactive video tutorials and downloadable workshops. And they're owned by NBC Universal Entertainment Group, owners of Bravo Ooh. TV Network. So that was a little oh. self-love. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Get the old family discount. Yeah. All right. They are friends. Yeah. You know, they are actual friends at Craftsy. Our friends yeah. across the hall at Craftsy. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I, so wait, how did they design a restaurant for them if they're an online tutorial marketplace? Well, I think they had because some they of their staff. Crafts. Yeah, they know crafts. Boom. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so he, I'm sure his daughter is very excited <laughs> to watch a bunch of high-def videos of learning. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I guess, what's your, if you were cooking, I guess for you guys, yeah, uh, besides seeds, what's your worst nightmare, and how would you put it on a plate? <laughs> uh, one oh, of our boy. listeners wrote in and said, uh, Dave wrote in and said, the only thing that gave him nightmares was Mustache Joe separating his egg whites back into the carton, which oh. I, did, I did notice that, and I, oh. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> and you can't recycle it now. Yeah, you, you, or use the egg whites in any of the other things. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That is weird. Wait, didn't and he also made a meringue. Yes. Shouldn't he have needed those egg whites for something else? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how things work. <laughs> um I was like I would love it. <laughs> I know Padma wanted gore, but I would enjoy it if you somehow were able to make a dish that represented not having pants on or uh like f- realizing you had been in school for a while but had forgotten to attend. Either, if you could make either of those oh, into yeah. a dish, those would be good nightmares for me. Yeah, surprise. Or just like a plate of teeth. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> just a I, plate of teeth. Mustache Joe could have done. He could have done like broken up meringues and then his raspberry sauce, and that's your teeth just fell out. Oh, that is creepy and good. Yeah. I like it. I like it. What we're saying is that Kyle should swap places with Mustache Joe yeah. at the chef. Or you uh... should work at Craftsy. <laughs> is oh, there... my gosh. What was the... Oh, there was a Halloween challenge a couple seasons ago where everybody made that rice ball. Yeah. Oh, with Leah Michelle in in New Orleans? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think about that episode once a week. (laughs) Which part of it? Just how... I just remember Leah Michelle in her little, like, mask being like, we've had a lot of these. (laughs) (laughs) That was... It was vegetarian, right? Was that part yeah, of it? Yeah, I it think was so. And that's why everyone yeah. was like, that's why, "So everyone was like, what do vegetarians eat?'" Yeah. I guess cheese. I guess old thing, risotto. Balls of rice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that's I. I loved that it was dessert was their worst nightmare. I guess their other worst nightmare is like uh, you're making a meal and a famous vegan just showed up. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, that's always fun. So for the elimination challenge, uh, we're no longer at that hotel, but we're still in a big house. Uh, the chefs are asked to tell their story of their time on Top Chef, which Bruce did admirably by choking. And um, <laughs> you get to cook. Ooh, yeah. ooh. <laughs> Call the fire fire police. The fire police. The fire police. Because <laughs> there's been a murder via burn. <laughs> wow, fire police are like every six-year-old boy's like wet dream. That's so exciting. Um, anyway, see, but in Kyle's defense, he's been watching nine one one, which is basically fire police. I like it. <laughs> uh, so you're getting to cook for the governor of Colorado, Governor Hickenlooper, who seems fun. He was a brewer before he was in politics, but he's clean shaven, so I assume that was like a requirement when he left being a brewer. So like, mm-hmm. you want to go to politics, you got to lose the beard, man. Uh, and you go to his house and cook for him, which also makes being governor seem fun. Um, and yeah, you're, so instead of telling your story as a chef, it's your story as a chef in the last like twelve days on this TV show. And um, uh, Bruce's main thing was to tell the story of how Padma yelled at him for making pasta, so he decided yep. to make risotto with the classic. I'm going to make risotto, but I won't be cursed this time. Mm-hmm. Turns out, Bruce, the curse is stronger than you. Um, yeah, the hotel go- ghosts went, hey, check this out. <laughs> yeah, they, he got some uh, harsh ghost treatment because it turned out terribly. Um, also, uh, let's see. Oh, he also made the... 
Oh no, Butterfunk also on the bottom for his terrible ravioli on top of pretty good trout. And um, but he had such a sweet story. Oh, it was so yeah. sad that it yeah. didn't work out. Yeah, I forgot about that. So everyone else told their story on Top Chef uh, in their food evolving. And Butterfunk's story was, I met all these great people. And so he made uh, uh, ravioli like the lamb was for uh, for Fadi? No. I think, anyway, I think it was, was just for, for the chefs for that, were, who was left. that were yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But he made he made ravioli for the pasta guys who didn't themselves make pasta. Also, he'd never made pasta before, so swing and a miss there. But at least he he went big and missed, whereas Bruce did not know what he's doing. Um, also, one thing note, I really appreciated was uh, watching Chris make pasta for the first time and feeling like uh, I saw a lot of myself in him for the oh, first sure. time I tried making pasta. Oh, that is sweet, man! Such a like, such sweet going on. Yeah, he's like I, bumbling but I, I fun. Feel good for him. Yeah, yeah. and like not knowing what to t- twist it to. Like that's an if you've ever made pasta at home, knowing what like width to set it to is the biggest mystery. Totally. Yes. Oh man. Um, they uh, there were also some esteemed chef. I should mention. There's a bunch of other chefs at the table. That's I think the only other detail. Um, what did you guys think about the storytelling here? I have been always like kind of a storytelling minimalist on the show. That I think if the food is good, the story doesn't matter. Um, but what did uh, I guess, Chris? What's your thoughts on the storytelling in in this particular version? I thought the storytelling was all right. You know, um, I, it wasn't a multi course meal, so it's hard when you only True. have one data point yeah. to put that together. Normally, the storytelling is for the finale, right? Normally, the storytelling is tell us your story in five courses, totally. or tell us your story, you know, this way. But when you have one dish, and I mean, Carrie cooked a, for instance, great lamb mm-hmm. that you know had a bunch of good Colorado forward ingredients on it. But her story was, I cook great lamb and Colorado forward food. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It it wasn't a beginning, middle, end, and it wasn't you know a terribly personal journey, but it was still really good, you know, and. I, you know, that's just, it's hard to, uh, to put that together in terms of a narrative, but if you want a quasi, you know, pre-finale finale and just have one dish, create whatever you want, you know, that's a good way to spin it to a chef. I, I also, uh, I guess, Megan, what do you think about this? I, do you think that the, um, storytelling as your time on Top Chef, how does that differ from like as a chef? What do you, like, is that a harder challenge? Does that make more sense? What do you think? <laughs> It seems harder to me. I mean, just because you don't have a lot to draw from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there a way to cook tired? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you should definitely put a lot of beer in whatever you're cooking. Because you don't want to make something. I mean, a couple of people, I think, were like, well, I made this really poorly before, so I'm going right, to try right. to make it better now. But, I mean, you can't you can't really use a dish that you used before. Um so it just i don't know like it it would be hard for me to come up with an idea for that i i was uh reading some something about i wish i could remember the article i was reading about this but they're suggesting that top chef generally rewards chefs or kind of expects chefs even though they're getting executive chefs and really talented chefs that the story of your arc on the show is usually supposed to be i started out cooking okay but trying to replicate other people's dishes then i learned i found my voice and now I'm cooking my own food with more confidence. That's like the arc they want you to do, which seems to me crazy for this experience level in 12 days or, or you know, even a month and a half. Like, how much did you really, like, find your culinary voice in a... In a but, like, that's all... The, their questions were like that. Padma was like, have you found your... I think to Adrian, right? Was like, have you found your voice yet? Yeah. Like, you, 
If she didn't before Top Chef, how could she have now? Well, she's being very deliberate about... I mean, she has her notebook, right? Right, right yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> we her heard a voice, lot about yeah. her notebook. Her voice is her notebook. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, no, she really is like trying to think about the feedback she gets from the judges after each challenge and and work that into her next dish. Oh, this is my idea then for my story on Top Chef is it's like uh, you, you have to do like a triptych on the plate and it's like it's lamb three ways, not salted enough, almost salted enough, and then really salty for the judges. Just mm-hmm. that's your, mm-hmm. this is my journey on Top Chef. It's just <laughs> learning to put more salt on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I liked her reading through the book rattling through each lesson she learned yeah i imagine she's like aria on game of thrones like reciting the lessons before going to bed each night oh yeah yeah it is sweet i I mean i liked the notebook thing although i was really expecting her to either um win go home or like kill someone with that notebook because we sure it, it was brought up a lot of times to not end up mattering much in the end well i think they're we're starting to see her i i feel like they they haven't focused as much in the editing on her story and That's so true. i think um they were really being deliberate about that yeah so it's like normally we meet somebody's kids or they like we find out that their parents are sick and instead we were like we met adrian's favorite person a notebook <laughs> oh adrian called her notebook she might be going home today she's real diligent <laughs> she is i yeah i actually really liked adrian today she did well and i, I the, the notebook thing i i really enjoyed i just don't I don't know. I just feel like this challenge is a little bit weird. I feel like the last time we saw a notebook on Top Chef was Richard Blaze's notebook when someone like stole one of his ideas. Do you remember uh, that? No. Yeah. No, jog my memory. Scandal. I think it was the bananas. Like someone stole the banana scallops idea what? or something like that. Man, Maybe. I do remember. All I remember about that is I remember reading a blog where he was like, people see me in the airport and yell banana scallops at me, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of fun. Uh, I don't remember that drama. Man, log that away for Top Chef drama to re- re-examine. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. We're getting so close to the end, and it feels like just a little bit wobbly at this point. The whole, I don't know. The Agreed. Whole, the whole thing feels wobbly. I saw a lot of comments on, on, the, on the Reddit uh, group uh, recently that was talking about how this seems like a weak season. Do you guys feel that way? Do you feel like it's it, maybe people just aren't peaking at the right time, or do you think this may actually just be like a lower total caliber season than we've had before i don't think that's the case i feel like it it's a lot of people who i really enjoy who i think are super skilled who are maybe not the best at cooking for challenges which i think is a different type of skill set totally um the only thing that frustrates me about who's in the finale is joe mustache because Mm, i feel like he's put along on on mediocre performance for too long i mean he had highlights he made some like beautiful pasta along the way but and other things i can't remember i just only focus on the pasta i guess but like i feel like the rest of it 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 doesn't feel like a weak season to me but maybe i'm just blinded by the friendship because i can't taste the food (laughs) there is a lot of friendship and togetherness this season that's such a good slogan for this show is blinded by the friendship because you can't taste the food i really like (laughs) that top chef I think what might have happened, I thought it was on a really good track around, like, the camping challenge. Yeah. And then it's kind of, like, gone downhill from there. And I don't know if everyone thought, like, they nailed it so hard that they were, like, all the best chefs. Because it seemed like a lot of the food that challenge was really good. 
And it was early on enough where I thought, like, they're just going to keep cooking better food. Mm. And since then, they've kind of, like, biffed some challenges. And I, I think that's what's happened is it might have been a peak too early sort of thing. Or they just had such a good showing then that I thought it'd be, like, continue on an upward trajectory when some of the people that were really good kind of flamed out. Do you the other thing this kind of like the the pasta mention that Sarah had a second ago is that uh, this season has had a lot of pasta mostly from Uncle Bruce and from Joe Mustache, but um, mm-hmm. uh, and last week Padma was so mad about all the pasta and uh, I just wondered do you guys feel like because that kind of tripped uh, that was part of what tripped Bruce up and the other another analysis I saw or the same analysis I was talking about before mentioned that Bruce maybe do like is has been around for so long that each challenge he just had a recipe he already made that was like that challenge and mm. this one he he decided he couldn't do that anymore and so he tried to make something up and it didn't work so that top chef rewards you more for that like there's a specific kind of creativity that you're rewarded for not just being great at cooking dishes you already thought about so i guess the two questions together are does that seem fair and the other one is is this really too much pasta or should he have just gone back and made the things he's good at Chris, what do you think about that? Well, I think... Oh, sorry, go ahead, sir. Oh. Please, yeah. I was yeah. just going to say, my favorite top chefs are the ones who show flexibility and growth while also demonstrating what styles of cooking they're passionate about. So I feel like I said this maybe before, but with all the pasta, it's like they know that Bruce can make excellent pasta. Is he well-rounded in other ways as a chef? Is he like willing to continue growing and learning as a chef, too? I'm still I'm still caught up on that pasta thing, I guess, because I... I feel like making, because it's not like he's just serving you naked noodles. Like each week, there's a right. different protein on it. There's different sauces. I feel like you could make me. Well, first of all, I would eat pasta every day if it was allowed. Um, here, but, here. Uh, I'm not. I don't think I'm allowed to. And then the other one is that I feel like you could make ten pastas that are very, very different. Like if you made a different pasta each day, it's just. I guess it's like saying like, oh, you put rice on too many dishes. I feel like it's it's a part of the the base of a dish, and then there's still all this creativity on top of it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if somebody was to tell me, Chris, you get to eat a different taco every day, I'd say, sure, yeah. sign me up. Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, I you mean, can I make would a taco be into I almost be able anything. To get any more pasta, but I guess the taco day would be good. No, I mean, taco or pasta. Like, I mean, there are, there are foods that can be better mediums than others for different flavors, and pasta certainly can be wonderful. Yeah. But I think they are looking for chefs to show versatility and to show that they're kind of expanding uh, from the their their happy place of their cuisine and bruce maybe didn't do that as much as other people uh you know he did crank out some really good food like before the past couple episodes i want to say he was like really doing awesome and cranking out some really good food and you know the stamina thing i think is an issue uh in terms of him just wanting to go home you know, That's go to his baby. The saddest like, part about Bruce like, was that he is, kept saying he, he just wanted to go home and see his kid. But when you lose, they don't let you leave. No, they don't. <laughs> it's, so it's it's hard. But it I know he's like, fighting through a lot. He was and, like, "Oh, I'm fine. At least I I kind of feel like I'm almost ready to lose, so I can go see my kid." And he loses, and then they just put you in Last Chance Kitchen. And he's like, "Well, I guess if I lose Last Chance Kitchen, I can go see my kid." And then you're just on a stool in Last Chance Kitchen for the rest of the year. You don't get to yep. see your kid. I mean, maybe you get more Sprint uh, Samsung phone <laughs> privileges or something. That's true. You might get more uh, speakerphone conversations than otherwise. Yeah, yeah, there might be more of that. But it's, it's 
tough because like you you know i i agree with what was said earlier that the you know the best the best type is uh, of top chef narrative is you have somebody who thinks they're good at a certain type of cuisine and then they stretch for a couple of challenges and like oh actually this is really inspirational i'm going to do more like this and i'm going to grow in these ways and that yada 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 and we haven't seen that from uncle brucey yeah I, you know that just breaks my heart a little bit because i want like, because they also want you to have your voice, and so they're constantly like wanting you to find your voice. But if you find your voice, they also want you to change it and sing someone else's voice. Like yeah. Bruce was punished for having a voice too clearly. They want you to not have a voice until week eight, I guess. And I yeah, but just want I, I Bruce to make me it's pasta. It's kind of that. Well, you want to make you pasta, but it, it's a thing where you want you them to find your voice, but then hopefully find something that expands that cuisine that you specialize in. Because that's the thing. It's like, if you can cook Italian food, that's great. What is your version of Italian food that is like discovering something new and not just creating something rustic that is tasty, but you could get somewhere else? It's like trying to find the dishes that are one of a kind. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And that's like, like using the challenges to create those kind of conditions to reveal like a, a one-of-a-kind dish that you never would have thought of if you just said like i can cook anything yeah and it's, it is it's a it's an inexact and optimistic alchemy yeah. you know it's like throw enough exhausted people with a background of skills into a pressure cooker and give them enough different challenges Wait, but how does the lid go on can't yeah i can't get this lid on yeah just can't figure it out <laughs> you cannot uh maybe tom knows how to put the lid on <laughs> i I, he won't tell you. I also feel like with Bruce, though, had he nailed his <laughs> toasted barley, which was actually just risotto, he would not have. They wouldn't have been like, "Hey, that's not pasta. It's the other thing on your menu." Congratulations! Yep. Like that was still probably pretty close. So, um, but also one side note I want to make about Bruce, yeah. like the challenge was to tell your story of the show, and Bruce is like, "Nothing happened to me." It's <laughs> true. <laughs> his story was like, like I made pasta and they got mad. I mean, you are a father now. Yeah, I mean, Good. make oh, a, yeah. like a beautiful melancholy dish about how you're afraid of becoming a father. Like, oh, there's yeah. lots. Of but then don't feed it to them. Just show it to them on your cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, really, just like break the dining experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that find find your voice, and it turns out your voice is over sprint and nothing else. Um, I also like that the risotto curse has continued on. I don't I don't want them to break curses. I want you to still go home on your birthday, and then I want every year some chef to try to break a curse and lose. Because I like curses. I think they're fun. Yeah. And they're, it's not a curse if you break it. Now it's just over forever. Yeah. Um, now, Sorry about your birthdays. <laughs> yeah. Now it's... Uh, then, then, of course, Bruce gets dumped into the stool situation in Last Finale Kitchen. We have mm. a two-parter, which was kind of awkwardly set up on their website, so we almost watched the... Spoiler first, but um, so yeah, Restaurant Wars was ruined for us, by the way, by Bravo TV's weird ordering. And oh, yeah, air dates. It's mm-hmm. terrible. You you have to really be on top of your game. Bravo and all of their apps and their like their blogs and it just everybody wants to ruin stuff for you. Uh, yes, they are. They do not give a shit if you don't want to hear the spoilers. Megan also had... Well, to be fair, that's their slogan. It's Bravo TV. Fuck you. <laughs> that's at least the slogan of their website and apps. Uh, <laughs> man. Uh, also, Megan, you said you got spoiled because we got excited about following people on Instagram last week. And sometimes Butterfunk posts that he's on the fun- in the finals and it's hard to get excited when there's only two people up for elimination. 
Yeah. Oh, guys, the Super Bowl. We haven't oh, talked about yeah. how Butterfunk got to go see the Eagles win oh, at the Super Bowl. So yes. awesome. My heart was so full for him. Mm-hmm. That was the most happy I've I, ever been about a sport. Yeah. <laughs> so delighted. Megan, who were you explaining to that you had... You explained to oh. somebody about. Well, I was at work on Monday, and someone asked me if I watched the Super Bowl, and I was like, "Yeah," and they were like, "Oh, yay, a fellow sports fan," and I was like, "Well," <laughs> and they were like, "So, what team were you rooting for?" And I was like, "Well, I was rooting for the Eagles," and they were like, "Oh, why?" And I was like, "Well, I really like Top Chef." And this is such a bank shot. <laughs> there was this chef who won this challenge to go to the Super Bowl, and he's a really big sports fan, and actually he's a really big Eagles fan, and they didn't know at the time that the Eagles were going to be playing, and then they won, and he got to be there, and they were like, do you know this person? And I was like, no. <laughs> I think I feel like I do. You feel like you do. Yeah, I do. I feel like I like him. And yeah, I was very yeah, excited. You, you, you just want Reverend Sweet to get something good in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot he had all those other new nicknames. <laughs> yeah, his dessert-based nicknames because all his friends knew that he knew desserts. Yeah. So Dr. Chocolate was my favorite. How about Dr. you guys? Dr. Chocolate. Oh, Reverend Sweet's pretty just good. Just saw that was Padma's favorite, too, on Twitter. I feel like Reverend... Nice. I, well, I mean, it's hard to say Reverend Chocolate over Dr. Chocolate because I am a man of science. Hmm. But uh, <laughs> I was just so happy that he won, and I forgot we hadn't talked about that. We talked about this before the Super Bowl. He did not know that his team was going to be in the Super Bowl, let alone winning for the first time ever while he was there. And uh, he he seemed pretty stoked on it, and that made me really happy. So mm-hmm. he's already yeah. won in my heart. Yeah, we had a couple people write in, and yeah. we're also very excited for him. So. The downside was trying to find out about how happy he would be at the Super Bowl may have spoiled the outcome of this episode for us. So you got to like turn off Instagram and Twitter and stuff the, in the 12 hours before we watch the show after it airs. Yeah, it was my yeah. fault. I should have known. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's jump into Last Chance Kitchen real quick and then go into the mailbag. So um, uh, Uncle Bruce is cooking off a, in a three-way against yep. uh, Brother Lux Traveling Salvation Show and uh, Big Joe. And they Baby are... Face Joe. Uh, they are, as Tom uh, called them, the Three Bears, which feels real harsh for the original bear, CPAP Tyler, who was not included in the Three Bears. <laughs> and, yeah, and Brother was like, I, this is not my narrative. <laughs> I guess. The story of his time on Top Chef is being constantly confused for a bear. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because, obviously, if you're talking about the Three Bears, what are you talking... Like, what dish are you going to cook with? And uh, I believe it was... Oh, bear? Yeah, was it... Joe said bear. <laughs> I was guessing berries and salmon. Uh, bear would have been a real different challenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gets okay, first first we gave you an outdoor knife, and uh, <laughs> you're just going to go out in the woods. You have 45 minutes to catch, butcher, cook, uh, and An endangered species. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're, they're cooking porridge because, of course, the story of the three bears, which, uh, just a quick digression... Um, this story is bonkers. I hadn't thought about this much before, but how is Mama Bear's porridge, which came out of the stove at the same exact time, so much colder? If she does, like, obviously, she's got a sensitive palate. She oh, must. Alex. You know how Tom likes his food salty. She likes her food cold. Kids temp. Yeah. Or if they maybe come as like the chef. I mean, this is a, a thing in the South. My mom would always eat last. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. so she's serving the daddy bear first. It'd be hottest. Right. 
she, hers would be last would be coldest, and the baby bear is getting served in between, getting the sweet spot. Good. And you don't want the baby bear burning its baby mouth. I get that. It's a fair point, except that it's a bowl of porridge, so like it should take like three extra seconds to dish your own, and... If hers has gotten cold, it's been on the table the same amount of time. It should be as cold as his. Also, the story is that all the bears left so that their porridge could co- cool down. Hers is already cold. Yeah, because it was Maybe by a window, Alex. There was a draft. <laughs> well, then why would you cool down baby bear's porridge, which was the perfect temp already? Right. It was this the perfect distance away from the window. Check out. Some, this is not. This, it's the one part that doesn't make sense. You're yeah, right. the one part of this story. Also, Mom Bear and, and Papa Bear sleeping in separate beds. You know the love is gone in that marriage. They're falling apart. Uh, that's some weird, uh, you know, Protestant propriety that was. Going oh, on they're bear. They're bear Protestants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, as was pointed out uh, by a friend of the pod, Helen, uh, uh, French people have no idea what this is about because they are above porridge. They don't do porridge over there. Uh, yeah. And apparently in, in mm. the French version of the story, it's always either hot chocolate or soup. And the color will vary from, like within the story because they just can't decide on hot what nonsense chocolate. bears are eating. Mm. These are fancy bears. But they're French bears. They're, they're very fancy. That's true. Uh, anyway, so that's the three bears story. Instead, they're cooking porridge. Um, uh-huh. Which, I guess first thing is, I got, this made me excited about porridge. I'd never... I never thought much about porridge, and this made me want to eat barley. We bought barley today because I was like, I want to have some porridge. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. Is that not all over Portland? Portland seems like the place where you can get a hip porridge. Well, we did. Or like a kanji? Well, yeah. I mean, I, this is like, I guess Megan mentioned this earlier. Is she thinks that we, we all eat porridge but never call it porridge. So, like, kanji mm. might be part of that. Uh, obviously, we, we eat oatmeal. That's porridge. But I've never been like, mmm, yum, yep, po- morning porridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or grits. Grits, grits are, are totally cream of porridge. Wheat, yeah. Or even like polenta, if something is weird in the polenta. Pretty, yeah, bad polenta is definitely. Bad polenta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of porridgey things that we don't call porridge because maybe it's, it's just an unappetizing term for a food. Maybe. You know what's worse though is gruel. <laughs> sure, gruel. true. Yeah, so definitely better than gruel. Uh, we did actually, and then af- like after this, we also got porridge at brunch today. We had cool hipster porridge, so it does exist. And mm-hmm. It was really good. It was really barley so chewy. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, anyway, so they're all cooked. Have you tried faro? Um, it's right next to the barley, and it looked less appealing in the picture on the packaging. So I don't, I didn't get any faro right now. Get some faro; it's going to change your Is world. It I'll send good. you a recipe later. Is it better? Mm. Oh, we're also going to try to make uh, cauliflower uh, lentil tacos this week. Pizza. Oh my god! Your your weekly taco this dish. This is so exciting. I'm going to send you a bunch of recipes Please that do. you did not ask no, for. No, I. I it was too embarrassed <laughs> to ask for. See, see me too. Please. Yeah, please. Always please. ask. Well, when if, yeah, well, we can post them on the website too in case there are some other uh, vegetarians or people who eat like vegetarians sometimes. Any famous yeah. vegans, you please grab our recipes. Um, I also did, Chris sent me a great ch- uh, chickpea recipe, re- uh, I guess last year. Anyway, you get, send me the recipes. I'm into it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what happened in the porridge challenge. Uh, Bruce did not win. So then... Um, <laughs> Although uh, Wait, they, they did do the happened. classic fake out where Babyface Joe, uh, it, it seemed like his was going to be undercooked and like oh, yeah, really Tom not good. Oh yeah, saying and then, it wasn't going to work and then it worked. And then it worked because he cooked till the last, like within the last 60 seconds, he was still stirring in the pot. That was you know? solid. Mm-hmm. Good. Yes. Yeah, strong, yeah. strong work from Babyface. Um, yeah. And, and, oh, I remember Bruce did make, he made, he made risotto again, but this time it worked? Or yeah, he made a barley farro. 
yeah. situation. And yeah. he he did he feel... didn't cook it like risotto. He cooked it a different way to get moisture and faster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he cooked it the appropriate way. He cooked yeah. it, yeah, right. He cooked it right. Uh, but he left. Turns out that works. He left with his head held high, which was nice. He felt better after that. And by left, I mean had to sit down on a stool and still not see his kid. Yep. Um, but I always like it when they feel better after last last totally. chance kitchen. I do think that's like one of the many great things about having yeah. that is is like it's a much better. It gives you another chance just to like at least try something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do like that they try to format the challenges as in some way like redemptive totally. too, so you have that chance to try it again. I just think it's really well designed. Almost everybody leaves Last Chance Kitchen feeling better than they entered it. Uh, so good job on uh, for many many good jobs for Last Chance Kitchen, but that's another, definitely one of them. Um, and then we get to have a cook off immediately afterwards with no winner announced, which bums me out every time it happens. Uh, between Babyface Joe and Brother Lux Traveling Salvation Nightmare. So they mm-hmm. um, uh, still want Brother to lose. Boy, still want Brother to lose. Um, but this time they were cooking off on uh, anything. This was the challenge. Yeah, Cook something. And they had a really, really great pantry, and they chose uh, boneless, skinless chicken breast and yeah. uh, pork or uh, cow shoulder, beef shoulder? Someone lamb, lamb shoulder, lamb shoulder. Yeah, yeah, something's shoulder. Something that was Tom was like, it's bad, but that's what I expected from this cut of meat. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that was weird. It was weird, and well, I guess so the main question I have is, do you guys like feel like that's the right decision to keep it humble when you have this pantry full of amazing stuff? Well, I mean, it, it's it's kind of like they they both went for the. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade approach, yeah. Where the like, you have cup. all the beautiful, mm. the beautiful chalices and beautiful ingredients, but you want to pick the humblest ingredients. Yeah, yeah. they chose wisely. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Which, and you that's know, why it, uh, someone crumbled to dust uh, at the beginning <laughs> of the show. <laughs> I do remember. Uh, oh, what was it? Uh, uh, Jennifer's face melted off. Right? Is that what happened? Yeah, pretty Definitely, sure. Yes. And and two crumbled to dust. Yeah. 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 Um, I uh, I. I get like there was just that weird cut of Tom and uh, his guest judge walking around going like, "Wow, there's some great stuff in here that we're not eating." <laughs> yeah, I, and part of that is just kind of like a Tom was like, "Yeah, I, I heard they stocked the pantry really well." Um, I wonder because brother's yeah. cooking chicken breast and yeah. Joe's got this like weird cut of lamb. Like, what what's this gonna be? And so they were just walking around. They had some time. But yeah, I mean, brother, it's hard to say this is a humble dish when you announce it four different times in a row as a humble dish. (laughs) Let it be humble, man. Humble ingredient, not a humble chef. Yeah. Who do you guys think won? Because brother had that chicken breast that was like stuffed with a thing on top of a thing with another thing to the side and there's some weird freeze dried berries and like crazy stuff. And Joe (laughs) was like, here's some meat with like a thing on it. Regardless of who won, the Insta freeze berries did not help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was so weird. I, I'm going to guess, Joe, well, one, my heart would love it. Mm-hmm. But two, um, they both seemed like they were really tasty. But the way Tom was critiquing Brothers was that it sounded a little bit too complicated, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tom is really uh, the humble the humble judge. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he likes classic things executed well. So maybe this is just wishful thinking. But I, I thought it was Joe. I will say. I feel like. Go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts first. I think Joe's dish would normally be the thing that wins on Last Chance Kitchen, but two th- I don't think it would have been unanimous, 
Oh, and I also that was interesting. Got, like when when Tom was about to announce it, it seemed like he started to point towards brother. Mm-hmm. So I I I I think Joe would normally win based on like how they talked about it. But I feel like there's some red flags that think makes me think there's a swerve coming. I unfortunately agree. I was Tom's really hands wor- and eyeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Is Tom having a stroke? Yeah. <laughs> That's why his mood has changed. His personality could have done a head fake because of a tumor, or they could have flipped the image. Yeah. They could have done anything. I yeah. I will say that's why he needs salt. He can't taste anything. He doesn't know where people are. He does. He's like forgotten all. His he's just mad all the time. He's become a new person. I I will say that uh, Reddit has a theory, and um, they call it a spoiler. Although I don't feel like it. I'm not going to say it. You guys can decide on your own. This one. It doesn't feel like a spoiler because you have to go really far out of your way to figure out this information. I went ahead and did it for spoiled for myself, I guess, because I just don't need it to be a surprise. I want the show to end on the show, Last Chance Kitchen, and the next week I'm excited to see X rejoin the competition. I, I don't feel like I need this to be a suspense all week to enjoy it. So um, I went and spoiled it, and I'll just tell you this much, which is that there is the image they show of the person re-entering the kitchen... Um, there's like yeah. six inches of his shirt that is visible if somewhat shadowed out. And if you zoom in on it, you can see the pattern and compare it to a pattern of the shirt that one of the chefs was wearing in episode eight. And Come on. I, I know. <laughs> That's too much work, Reddit. It, it, well, Reddit, this please, is Reddit. Go outside. This is Reddit. Can't we find some cures for illnesses <laughs> while, we're, while we're at it, Reddit? Well, uh, if you follow Reddit's uh, detective work, you'll also know that sometimes people go to jail that had nothing to do with whatever they were looking up. So they've been wrong about a lot of more important stuff, so I would not be shocked if they were wrong now. But I was impressed, sure. and I... Uh, I feel like I know, so we'll we'll catch up next week and tell you if Reddit was right about this or not. But if you want to go try to Mm. do that investigation, r slash Top Chef has you covered. Um, That's it for uh, Last Chance Kitchen. And now it's time... That annoying song means it's time for Megan's mailbag. Woohoo! You're not annoying, Megan. Just this song is annoying, and then only to Chris. Uh, anyway, yep. uh, <laughs> I really find it charming. But uh, it's time for the mailbag. If you want to get in touch with Megan, you can send her email, mailbag at packyourmics.com. That's the easiest way. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Um, Megan, what's going on in your bag? Lots of great stuff. Good. Tell us about it. Um, well, uh, just to sort of recap some of the the quick fire in the episode, yeah. uh, Joan wrote in and he really liked the face that Padma made when Bruce tried to pass off his story about being afraid of seeds. Yeah. Oh my. It, really? <laughs> yeah. Seeds? What? Well, I lo- yeah, that's so cool because if, if he had been able to make that believable, it would have been fun. But also for such a transparent lie, I love that Padma didn't believe it for a second. Yeah. Her, her <laughs> bullshit detector was set correctly. Um, and then uh, Claire Claire was excited about the return of a uh, disappointed dad Tom with his <laughs> with his lecture. Grumble, grumble! If you don't get your act together, I'm trading you in for the better behaved last chance kitchen chefs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about that? He was. I could pull to- this thing and t- over and turn us around anytime. <laughs> don't make me pull this show over. He was so ready to bring all of the last chance kitchen people back. Even though he eliminated them for cooking badly on this show. So seeming to forget that maybe the last chance magic is what's helping and not those chefs are better. Mm -hmm. Man, he was mad. He was mad. 
uh, Adrian um, pointed out or, or asked if uh, the disappointed dad uh, talk worked better on the younger chefs on the show. Mm. It did seem to be true. And also, if you're like Bruce's level and experience, he might just be like, I don't enjoy being talked down to this way. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just not yeah. made for this competition. Tom, I'm your father. You can't talk to me that way. <laughs> Tom, I know everybody who has ever been a guest judge on the show because I've been cooking since the 20s. Um, at 2A on Twitter uh, said, this episode, I felt like we finally got to know Adrian, yeah. and I love her. Uh, yeah. yeah. I definitely yeah, felt the same absolutely. way. Absolutely. Uh, that's Mystery White Girl, uh, who mentioned earlier for her great detective work. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that sleuthing. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian and her her best friend, the Notebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like her. I find her fascinating because her technique is so strong. Yeah. Um, but it is she is the clearest like the the just like er narrative on Top Chef of not knowing what your own personal voice is because she's been like such an excellent precise chef for other chefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the Shirley yeah. narrative. Um, yeah, but I but I do love her. Like she seems really cool. Like everyone seems to like her in the house. I really really love that she is like aware of that and like actively working on it. I just think that's I just like it. I like watching people take criticism in a, a good useful way. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I like it. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a fan, and uh, I'm glad we finally got to see her on the show. It's nice of them to give her some screen time. Um, we had a, a couple people write in who were really excited about the, the Super Bowl yeah. um, thing. Rebecca wrote, wrote in and said uh, she was over the moon that Chris won the Super Bowl tickets, uh, knowing that yeah. in the future uh, the Eagles made the Super Bowl and then won. Um, we'll definitely throw a link to that in case you're not following him on Instagram, a link to that photo of him and yeah. his, all his feelings there. Yeah, thanks, uh, Mystery White Girl, for um, uh, putting the... All-star of the, the uh, mailbag yeah. this week, Mystery I know. White Girl. We'll never know who that white girl is, but really great work. Megan, is it you? <laughs> <laughs> Megan's mailbag is a lot of her emailing herself. No, I get really, I get too nervous to post things on social media and yeah. stuff. So I, it, it couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Megan is the mystery inbox. <laughs> Not really an outgoing piece of mail. Yeah, yeah. It has to come to me. <laughs> um, and then uh, Joan also wrote in, so I... Uh, he uh, he thinks just from the silhouette of the person entering from Last Chance Kitchen that he knows who it is mm. without the shirt. So. Yeah, I think I do too, so, Joan, but sometimes, let's, not, let's not. Sometimes their bodies are more different shaped than this one. I, this is a good Last Chance Kitchen for the mystery in that they are both big dudes. So it's not like um, this is a small person and a big person and they have to do a weird shot of hips so you can't guess. I don't know. Well, it could be right. that he just has, it seems like he has a, a hope of who it is. Yeah, yeah. A lot of vote. It's hard not yeah. to vote with your heart. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the mailbag. That's the mailbag. Let's just, let's just let it run. Come on. <laughs> We're both dancing over here in LA. It's so fun. Um, Chris, you're on the wrong side of history on this one, buddy. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, anyway, if you want to write into the mailbag, pack, uh, mailbag at packyourmics.com, Megan will be happy to receive uh, your all of your submissions. We do really appreciate it and, and the sleuthing. And also, we really appreciate people um, continuing to not spoil in the subject, even if you, you spoil away in the message. But uh, 
just in case we're running a little behind on watching the show. You guys have been doing a great job of that this season. Uh, now it's yeah. time for our uh, final thoughts. Our final thought today, instead of a bold prediction, I'm going to ask you guys who is winning for fan favorite. Uh, as Ooh. Oh, well, hello. Um, Fozzie. Yeah, it's probably funny, but I do just want to go over <laughs> this because you get to vote up to 40 times. If you go to TV.com, I just threw the How? link in the chat, you guys, and I'll put this up on our uh, our notes as well on the show <laughs> notes. But you can uh, you can vote on BravoTV.com. You get to vote, uh, including chefs that are still in the competition, which almost feels unfair to me. But the winner does get ten grand. So, 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 so is the idea with the forty votes is that it, you get to like split it among? You could you split know? it. Yeah, you could do like thirty nine for Fadi and one for Uncle Bruce, so it doesn't feel bad. Um, you could do a lot of things. You could um, give uh, uh, two. You could give him two votes for appropriateness. Um, you could give Joe Stash and uh, give Fadi thirty-eight. Yeah. We could give him <laughs> three and give her thirty-seven. <laughs> you got a lot of options, but uh, I mean, ten grand does buy. That's, that's real money, at least. Um, so, and also, it's possible you can vote forty times on the web and then another 40 times on the mobile app or by texting your favorite yeah. chef's name to 27286. I mean, this is really you, just about like, do you have the patience to click 40 times? To I don't, vote? I don't I mean, know. It's, like it's not even that because you don't have to submit individual votes. You assign X. I just voted on the site. Oh. You just, there's a counter and you just click plus to allocate your votes okay. all to the same person. Chris, did you give them yeah. your Facebook information or your phone number? phone number but you could give them any phone number <laughs> like oh, i gave my social security number when i voted <laughs> yeah and they asked for like my credit card number um, uh, oh well our votes are yeah. cast i yeah that's so this is the, my question is do you not do you have the patience to click the button enough times do you have the patience to receive spam texts from bravo tv.com uh but yeah you can you can submit all of your votes uh, you can do that now, you guys. Uh, I appreciate yeah. that Chris already did it, but uh, let's. Uh, other is there any other nomination? Do you have any other arguments for anybody, or are we just is this show totally in the tank for Fadi? Well, I'm just thrown off by the fact that I get 40 votes. <laughs> it's really, really weird. <laughs> I don't know. Like, am I supposed to be one. doing something very strategic with those? I don't know. Hard, it's very strange. Hard to say. Yeah. Do you have anybody <laughs> who you like one fortieth as much as the other ones? Isn't okay. that like a lot of votes for one person? <laughs> I don't know how it works. Um, if uh, okay, how about this? Let's say Fadi already won. Who is your second place fan favorite? Oh, this, yeah, this is a good question. Let's mm. say you were not allowed to give all forty to one person. So who gets your other vote? Uh, I'll just. I, my guess is I'm I mean, going with Southside Joe. Ooh. I like South uh, Joe Flam. Yeah, Babyface Joe. Babyface. Joe from the block. <laughs> Uh, uh, Italian beef and Joe. <laughs> Doctor <Hey>, Vanilla. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Doctor uh, Al's Italian beef. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a fair. I, I could definitely see that. I think Carrie would probably get my other three votes. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really like Carrie. Carrie. A lot. It feels. It does feel weird to someone who could win the whole thing to give them a chance to win fan favorite. Also. Yeah. Kind of, well, that's how that works. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And well, also, also maybe think, Chris. Okay, yeah, Chris. Yeah, I agree with Chris. Too. Does this help you guys when you click on the person? You get a little personal video from them, and um, Southside Joe is holding a dog. Aww. Aww. Oh, God, <laughs> really? <laughs> he gets oh Woody's vote. <laughs> yeah, he gets yeah, Woody's vote. Woody is 
asleep. Well, Woody, you're going to have to give them your Facebook account or your phone number. So, or you could just download the app. I don't know. Anyway, uh, you guys should let us like let us know who you voted for fan favorite. If you have anybody besides Fadi to say, I think she needs it. Give give it to her. Everybody send Fanny your your give her at least thirty seven votes. That's you what know I what? asked. I would I'm gonna maybe I would give one of my votes to Laura. I just really appreciated her Alaskan uh moose. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, you a know, real sometimes a moose eats your cabbage. Yeah, sometimes a moose eats your cabbage. I just oh, I you forgot know. about that. Oh, that what a good time. That was a good time. Well, um that I guess that brings us to the end of the show then, unless anyone has any bold predictions you want to leave us with. Uh, well, I want to hear from from prediction. the listeners also of in terms course. of your bold prediction before we start ruining it. Uh, press pause and send us your bold predictions uh, for the finale, and then see if we uh, did predict that as well. Yeah, or just you know, I don't want our bold predictions to influence theirs. You know? Oh, mm-hmm. I see. That's all. I say mm-hmm. let the show run out. We're probably not going to say yours without Ezra here. Our predictions have been less bold because his always involve teaming up or people wearing other people's yeah. clothes or yeah. Anyway, Kyle, did you say you had a, a bold prediction? I do have a bold prediction. I think that win or lose, Carrie is going to become the official state chef of Colorado oh. based on how she vibed with the governor. Yeah, she might actually. Your 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 prediction is that as she had predicted, she will become the governor's best friend by this time next year. Yeah, like oh, Jim definitely. from last I think year. She's gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. she's going to be like Jim from last year, who was the state chef of Alabama. Yeah. There will be another state chef. Top top chef alum. Wait, is is I've forgotten now because it's been over. It's been almost a year. Is Jim? Um, he does the state chef also mean the governor's personal chef, or are those separate jobs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it means cooking for all the state events, and your your employer is the governor's mansion, essentially. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. which also like. Do you remember when they said that they're like, oh, the governor and and his wife said this was the best meal they'd had in years? Yeah. And I was like, well, ouch to their staff. Yeah, that's yeah. True. I was like in the kitchen <laughs> waiting to get back to work the next day. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you guys have any ex- expectations for, I, I guess actually one last thing I want from you before you're bold, instead of bold predictions, I want to know, oh, not instead, Kyle, you nailed it. Bold prediction. Well done. Um, in addition to that, tell your ride for the finale. How do you guys feel about it? As long as they're not breaking blocks of ice, I'm good. <laughs> they mm-hmm. might, well, they yeah, might. Yeah, or like cooking in that gondola. Ooh. There's no no gondola. What? That fast gondola. There probably are gondolas, I guess, but maybe they have. They might have to go mining. It's an old mining town, so maybe they're like your ingredient is in this vein of quartz. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> it does. That sounds very dangerous. What if they go and they have to cook for all the mining ghosts? <laughs> Whoa! Ghost double feature. Another plate for the ghosts. <laughs> Or maybe they have like a duel, like a, a quick draw duel based challenge. Because they did have that moment where they were in a saloon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, also, did you notice? This made me very excited. I noticed that Padma was wearing the dress that she wears in the introduction. Oh, so yeah. they like filmed that introduction that same day. Oh, that was a Telluride day. day, I assume. Yeah. yeah. And also she's standing in Telluride in the introduction. Oh, I didn't uh-huh. recognize it, but that makes sense. But, like, the dress. I was like, that bonkers dress is back. And I think, I don't know. Some people like to figure out who is coming back from Last Chance Kitchen. And I like to figure out when Padma wore different outfits. Uh-huh. If Tanya was here with you, I'm sure she would play along. Um, <laughs> I assume that the... Uh, man, I'm guessing these uh, the altitude is going to be even more of an issue. I, it seems like yeah, these might be closing in on 10,000 feet. Up to fourteen thousand feet at the peaks. There's, I mean, there's going to be some real altitude issues. Also, just from browsing their website, 
really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like crazy yeah. beautiful. Wow. Good job. I was a little, I guess I kind of like when they go to someplace completely different. Uh, like, it's like, you guys have been in a cold place. Now you're going to go to South America for the finale. But this does seem like this season has been more Colorado than like other seasons have been about their places. So maybe this is part of the Col- like Colorado gave them extra money to stay in a different part of Colorado for the finale. And it does mm-hmm. make sense that because they were pretty much in Denver almost, almost this whole time. Whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except and for the so, one in the woods and the one at, at that hotel. Yeah. So the fact that they're calling it Top Chef Colorado, that they go to somewhere else in Colorado makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's totally so. true. I agree. Um, I have a bold prediction. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, we have not seen the end of Claudette. I think she gets selected as a sous chef and proceeds to talk major trash on everybody. I Ooh, but you know what would be great? Yeah. What if she pledges her allegiance to that chef and then only talks trash about the other teams? I don't okay. see it. She uses her, <laughs> she uses her power. <laughs> I could definitely see her being like cooking the meal and be like, this doesn't seem like a good idea, but their food is also bad. Everybody here is bad. Uh, here's my my prediction. Bruce lost. Uh, he lost Last Chance Kitchen. Thought he was going to go home. Had to stay on a stool. Then it was over. Thought he got to go home. I bet he gets picked as a sous chef and is still sad about his kid. That's a sad bold prediction. Well, it's either that or you get picked and then you don't get to, or you don't get picked and you still have to watch the finale. Yeah, true. Yeah. My prediction is Bruce will see his kid soon and it'll be great. Um. Yeah. Also, my predict. This is a, not as bold of a prediction either. But I think I'm gonna go visit Telluride sometime. Man, so pretty, and I love mining. I like mining towns. I think they're neat. I'm gonna go. Look at this, hey, you guys. Look at awesome, this beautiful. Take place pictures, Telluride yeah. Is. Uh, <laughs> I've just been looking at their webcams. It's just really taken with it. Anyway, if any of those things happen, we'll talk about it next week on Pack Your Mics. Uh, in the meantime, go to packyourmics.com. You can subscribe, review, and donate to the show. Uh, thanks for being here, Sarah and Kyle. It's been delightful. Hey, thanks for having and, us. Uh, and I thank you in advance for the recipes that you're going to send that we will also attach to this uh, episode. Um, can't wait. So many. They're not from me. They're from other much more skilled cooks than me, but they're They're excellent. endorsed by you. Right. <laughs> official mm-hmm. official Sarah Cosine <laughs> recipes. Uh, Chris, uh, pack your mics and yeah. go, but wait. What? Is that oh. a blue shirt you're wearing? <gasps> oh. Zoom in. Maybe. Zoom in. <laughs> it's a little dark in here. I can't tell. In- computer enhance. We will find <laughs> out. Thanks for talking to us. Uh, we obviously wish uh, Tanya the best. Send her our love and hopefully she'll be feeling better and can talk to us next week. No, wait. Next yeah. week you're in New Mexico. Yep. Next week we're gone. So we'll miss out on uh, packing mics uh, next week, but then we'll be back for the finale finale. Yes. The, fin- the final finale. Um, yeah. Hopefully, as in Sarah and their whole family will be able to join <gasps> us in the penultimate what? finale. And then I don't want to promise anything to our listeners. I'm going to get too excited, but my dr- I have a dream final finale, eight person podcast. Woohoo! Eight people, two babies, one dog. No editing. Oh <laughs> no <laughs> editing. <laughs> uh, you will have no idea who's talking. Uh, a lot of crosstalk that episode. Um, but wouldn't that be fun? That would be Maybe. fun. Yes. Fingers crossed. Uh, let's see. What we hopefully we can make it work. Uh, Megan, thanks for joining me as well. Absolutely. Let's go make ourselves dinner. Yes. All right. We'll talk to everybody next week. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Nice. Nice. I did it. I did it. I've gotten so much smoother at the music. Still had to talk for a second. I'm getting better. (laughs) 